Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today, I am thrilled to have our guest, Amber Lee Forrester. Amber is a purpose-driven entrepreneur, life and business coach. She's also an organizational well-being consultant, and she's the founder and principal of the Quartz Wellness Collective, which is a multi-generational positive lifestyle company dedicated to well-being and advancement of underserved communities. And in Amber's work with educational institutions, progressive organizations, and individuals, she connects personal and professional development through training, coaching, community building events, and activities. And recently in 2022, the Quartz Wellness Collective launched the Well Zone, which is a virtual wellness portal and personal development community that provides access to affordable life and career skill building courses training, coaching, and support. And educationally, Amber holds a bachelor's in business administration from Fordham University, multiple certifications in positive psychology and positive education, which is how we met. And she is currently getting her master's degree in restorative practices from the International Institute for Restorative Practices. Amber brings her education and experience into her work as an international speaker and media host. And last but not least, she is the mom of two and deeply passionate about inspiring transformation and serving to create a better future. Welcome to the show, Amber. Uh, Thank you, Brenda. Thank you so much. Oh, Amber, we go. So Amber and I, I like to tell people, um, you know, people are saying to me, like, how do you know all these like amazing coaches and speakers and people in the world? And and uh, Amber is definitely one of those people who I have met along the way. And we met doing our, it was our positive psychology coach training, right? That we met yes. Amber. Yes. And Amber and I got paired up and Amber was actually my peer coach. And so we had to coach one another and well, different people. And so Amber was, was assigned to coach me, poor Amber. <laughs> and, um, poor, I could say poor Brenda. <laughs> and, um, I was so good though. I was, I remember when I found out that Amber was my coach, I was so excited because I was like, oh my gosh, like Amber is like such a businesswoman and entrepreneur and like she knows what's what and what she's doing and she's going to be, and she was like, and she is such an amazing coach and really helped me um, with my business and and everything. And so I am just, um, yeah, just, I I have firsthand experience with Amber as a coach and, uh, and we've become friends and I'm just really happy to have you here, Amber. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Brenda. I love what you're doing. And I love you highlighting women who are flourishing. So I was excited and honored that you would ask me to come and join your your podcast today. So I'm really happy to be here. 
Well, so we have lots we could talk about. Amber and I, and, and what I love about Amber too is, as I said, she's an international speaker. So Amber can speak on all sorts of topics. So one of the biggest decisions we had to make today is what are we going to talk about? Because Amber, you have all this like plethora of knowledge, right? And all these things. Um, but I just want to say too, before we get into it, one one of the things I, you know, watching you out in the world doing your thing, Amber, one of the things that really strikes me is that you really are a soul, um, a soul or heart-centered entrepreneur. I see the work you're doing in the world and, and you're very much about service and and helping people in the world. And I just love seeing that. And I, I, I don't know, just so you know, I see, I feel that in everything that you post and everything that you do. It's so beautiful to watch and to see. And, and so I think that's also a really important thing to know about Amber is that uh, you are so heart-centered in your work. Thank you. It's at the core of who I am. It really is. It feels best for me to do what I do when I know that it's um, blessing other people and that it's not just, you know, for my own benefit. But some of this work that I do, I have to admit, and this is a part of what we'll talk about today is somewhat selfish because it helps me to do the work that I need to do as well. But mm-hmm. knowing that it helps other people and that I can, I just feel so blessed to have the work that I do be so meaningful to me and meaningful to others. It makes me, it really motivates me to get up and continue doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. And, and she's a busy mom of two and I don't know oh how you God. do it all. Like, honestly, I see all the work you're doing in the world. It's amazing. And I don't think we, I mentioned in your bio, I just have to say, cause this is like, uh, Amber has some celebrity status here because she's on <laughs> Shark Tank. <laughs> so we have to try to do a little shout out there. <laughs> yes, yes. It was gosh, that's ten years ago now. Yep, mm-hmm. I was on Shark Tank. My past company, um, I had a dog apparel and accessory company, Cane and Couture. So all that business knowledge that I infuse into my coaching is because I've been an entrepreneur for over what eighteen, nineteen years now. So wow, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And I know we have entrepreneurs listening, and we have other busy moms listening as well and and people that are are doing um their work in the world and so i'm really looking forward to our conversation today so we had you had recently um been uh you recently gave a workshop uh you were telling me at the omega institute and so um and you were saying you were talking to women about honoring themselves and so um we thought that would, you know, be a great topic for today because I think so many of our listeners um, need help in that area. So maybe you can just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what what do you mean by honor thyself, and a little yeah. bit about what that workshop is about. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's we get to this. I just cross over into my forties, right? And so we get to this age and. We're in our 40s. And as women, I find that so many of us take on the roles that we that we um, take on to serve in all of the different ways that we serve our communities, our families, our friends, our children, our husbands, our spouses, our jobs, and all of these, these roles that we play. And as women, it's we're nurturers. We're so naturally giving to other people. And, and there's the saying, you know, pour into, make sure you pour into your cup before you pour into others. And it's so easy said, but not so easily done. And I recognize that, um, you know, when you're footloose and fancy free in your twenties or maybe your thirties and, and your kids are a little younger and you're not yet running from basketball practice and baseball and softball and after school and, 
your job is not, you know, is pulling at you so much when you get into your forties, there are so many things that are pulling us in so many different directions. And even um, myself knowing how important it is to honor myself, I have to be very intentional about it. Or I find myself with an empty cup. I'm I'm just uh, quite transparently recovering from a cold. I got sick and my <laughs> knowing and preparing for doing a workshop on honoring myself, I was not I put myself on the back burner because everything else was more important than what I needed to get. Uh, everything else I needed to get done was more important than what I needed to do for myself. And I knew I wasn't sleeping enough. And I knew that I was running around too much. And even knowing this, even knowing this, I still let it happen to myself. And so I really brought my genuine, authentic self into the workshop and admitted and said, like, listen, I'm here on the verge of sickness, knowing that I should have been honoring myself. But there's still times when it's hard to, right? And so what does it look like to honor yourself or to not let it become a habit that you're not honoring yourself? And so when we're not honoring ourselves, we often feel like everyone's pulling us in a million different directions. We feel like people aren't respecting our time or we may feel like, um, you know, like, like our boundaries aren't so well set or like we haven't been taking care of ourselves. And we can let that continue to happen until it doesn't anymore. Like until we get sick or until we get so frustrated, we throw our hands up in the air or we can really be intentional about saying, no, I'm going to make it a habit to honor myself. I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to respect myself. I, I don't, um, I don't have, I, I won't say that I let all of my, my boundaries down. I'm very aware of um, what I should be doing. Right. So I wasn't mm -hmm. so, so bad, but I had to be honest with myself and say, Ooh, pat on the hand, I had to give myself a little tap on the hand, like, oh, mm -hmm. no, 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 honey, we can't do that. We can't mm -hmm. be running around here worn out like this. Um, and so, you know, doing the workshop with the women, we came together um, and, and I would love to dig into some of it with you, but we came together and just talked about the ways in which uh, we first recognize our worthiness of honoring ourselves of the respect that we that we should be getting of the boundaries that we should be putting up if we if we don't first feel worthy of that and feel that we are deserving of that then then it's harder to put that into place and so some of the women that joined you know they were uh, a couple of women who were going through divorces and you know they recognized the ways in which they they had failed themselves in certain ways. They had gotten away from who they were um, and, and lost a sense of who they really are because they were who they needed to be for all the other people in their lives. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And thank you for sharing that, Amber, because I think, and, and I, I love that you were so transparent and honest about it and that you are being that way with us too, because it's like you run the well zone and you run the wellness like, <laughs> Uh, collective, right? So it's, but even, even when we're the ones that, and, and as coaches and helping other women, I think it's, it's really important for people to know that we need to remember this too. And so we know the things and we usually are doing the things and yet life gets busy, right? Life things, things start happening. And, and guess what? We do get sick. We're human, right? And, and things happen in life. And so, and, and um, you're saying, you know, you're in your forties, I'm in my early fifties and I wish I could tell you things slow down, but so far I have not experienced that yet. <laughs> but, not until we make them slow down, right? It's exactly. Like right. And so, 
I love that you noticed that. And I think that's really great. And I'm, I think it makes people realize that, yeah, even when you know the things, you have to be so intentional. And then it's it's interesting too, when we do realize that, okay, you know what, I'm not getting enough sleep. It's just another reminder of, oh yeah, that's why my sleep is so important, right? Like this is what happens when I, I'm not doing the things that I know help me. Or, or looking the way at the way that our values change and recognizing that, that maybe sleep wasn't something that we valued so much before, or maybe um, personal time wasn't something that we valued so much before. But one of the exercises that we did together was looking at what our values are and looking at what they are now and how they've shifted and what they were before and the rules that we create for ourselves, because we create rules for ourselves based around our boundaries. And so, you know, if we are someone who are not our boundaries, I'm sorry, we create rules for ourselves based on our values. And so if I am someone who values let's say sleep, for example, then I may make a rule for myself that I have to go to bed by a certain time and I need to get at least this much sleep. But if that wasn't my value in my 20s and I never recognized that, then I can be like running myself ragged and going off the rule I set for in my 20s where it's like, I don't have to sleep. I can just sleep three hours a night and that's enough for me. Right. And so it's 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 so interesting to see um, and to work with the women that I worked with last week and seeing like how some of our rules were outdated and how we have to give mm-hmm. ourselves permission to change our rules or how we have to look at some of our rules and reevaluate them. They're conscious rules and sometimes they're unconscious rules about how we treat ourselves and how we allow others to treat us also. Right. And like the more that we get to know ourselves and the more self-aware we are, the more that we can honor the things that we value and that are important to us. A lot of times we don't always recognize that our values can be different from someone else. So we have to teach people how to treat us. So even the rules that we have in our relationships where it may have been okay for casual relationships in our twenties or our thirties, but we get into our forties and we want something more serious. And that comes with a different set of values and therefore a different set of rules and understanding sitting down and being still enough to recognize what that looks like can help us even in communicating what it is that we desire in a potential spouse or partner if we're single and still looking for someone or even more complicated if we're married and we're like hey guess what i'm evolving (laughs) and so you know even though we've been together and when we got together 10 years ago this was okay I'm telling you that this version of me 10 years later requires this and I need you to understand this. And that can be a really um, intimidating or tough conversation to have, but it becomes easier to have that conversation when we are clearer with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I That is really interesting about how you're talking about value shifting and how that can change. And part of it is as we evolve and grow, part of it is just stage of life that we're at, or yeah, might like, that's a great example. It might need more sleep right now than you did in your, your twenties. Or as you learn more about yourself, you're able to now say, yeah, before I was maybe a little bit, those boundaries weren't as important, but this is, this is what happened when I didn't, you know, have those boundaries. And so now to be the person I really want to be in the world to flourish and, and uh, show up and honor myself, this is what it needs to look like now. So I, I think that's really a really important thing to look at. And I love that idea of giving yourself permission to set the rules and the boundaries and permission to change what your what your values are, are or, or I like the word evolve, that your values evolve. 
Uh, yeah. Can I can I touch on one more thing? Yeah. One. So we touched on what it looks like with ourselves and in relationships. I also just want to not leave out what that can look like at work. Mm. We may get to a point in our lives where it's time to honor ourselves and the work that we're doing. And we may find that we need to pivot, that maybe we're doing something that felt right for us for so long and it doesn't anymore. Take myself, mm-hmm. for example. I had a dog apparel and accessory company. Yes. Success. Got on Shark Tank. Got investment on camera. That was a, a, a off the deal didn't end up going all the way through, but it was a wonderful experience. And I, Damon and Lori, taught me a lot of things, and I'm still in touch with them. And hopefully, they'll be interested in my future and current business ventures. But I had to look myself in the mirror and say, you know, you're not really passionate about this anymore. And the amount of work that they want you to do, and dedication that they want you to have with this. You could do it, but you'd be doing it for other people and not necessarily for yourself. When I was really honest with myself, the schools that called me to come and speak to their students, the entrepreneurs that reached out to me and asked me for mentorship and coaching, I felt more uh, alive and excited to talk to them than I did to go and do this dog apparel company with the dog. Dog fashion is like human fashion. It's just different patterns. It's a lot of work. It's two yeah. seasons of, of of different apparel and uh, and there's different sizes. And it's also, it's a bit rougher, uh, more challenging because dogs are not as standardized in their sizing as humans are. Right. Humans are small, medium, large, extra large, but dogs don't really work like that. Right. Think of a chihuahua, think of a great day. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was that. like, I'm sitting and going to myself, oh my God, I could keep doing this for everyone else. Or I could really do what's in my heart. And I have always been someone who's been very passionate about self-improvement, personal development, spirituality, helping people, seeing the beauty in others and their potential. And so I made a very bold decision in my 30s to pivot out of this business that I had been doing for 10 years and to move into the space that I'm in now. And that was because I was honoring myself. If I listened to everyone else telling me, oh, but you can't walk away from this right now. Oh, but you've invested so much time. Time can be our enemy. Mm -hmm. Time, just because we have a lot of time and doing things, people will tell you that, oh, time matters and you should just do it because you should stay married or you should stay with the job or you should keep doing what you're doing, keep the same haircut or whatever it is because you've had it for so long. Mm -hmm. But that's not always what feels right for ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to leave that out that, you know, if you're someone who's listening and you're going, you know, I've been in my job and it doesn't feel right. And I hate going to work every day. And, you know, and it feels like there's something more for you. It wouldn't be on your heart if it didn't exist. If you feel mm-hmm. like there's something more for you, I'm, I'm encouraging you to take this as a sign to look into that and, and, and to maybe stick your pinky toe in. If you don't just jump full into what your next thing is, just start inching into it and seeing and feeling how does it feel for you? Because our feelings are our guidance system. And if our, if it feels right for you, then that means something. And if it doesn't feel right for you, then that means something as well. Mm, so important. I'm so glad you touched on that, Amber. And I love that our feelings are our guidance system. And that really noticing like I, how, yeah, you lit up and you were so excited to talk to those entrepreneurs and, and to and young people and mentor them. And then you'd think of your business and gosh, you must have been feeling like, okay, the train's already left the station on this business. Like I'm already, I'm going forward. And to make that shift from a dog apparel business to uh, coach and speaking in the work you do now, like that takes a lot of courage um, 
to to really listen to yourself and make make that shift. Yeah. It must have taken a lot of courage, I can imagine. Yeah. And it paid off. It was worth it. It, it was definitely worth it. I'll say when we're passionate and we're purpose-driven and we feel aligned with what it is that we're doing, we're so much more motivated to to do the work, you know, and, and I couldn't keep showing up in something that I wasn't feeling motivated to do. I, I couldn't, I don't, I don't believe that I could have gotten as far as I wanted to, because my heart wasn't really in it. And as you mentioned about the work that I do now, my heart's in it. So it's, um, it's, it is honoring. It is the, the core of honoring myself, honoring what I love and, and, what feels right for me, no matter how different it may be, or no matter what other people think of it, or, um, or what they believe doing what I believe is best for myself, um, is something that, that I, I wish more of us were brave enough to do, you know, it's like, we're of the generation where our parents told us that you could, we could be doctors or lawyers, or, you know, and there are all these kind of just like, uh, pathways, to take that are more traditional, but we've entered this time, although we were raised like that generationally, we've entered this time where there's so many things that we can do. I mean, I have a friend that's a 50 something year old social media influencer and she's awesome. You know, but it's so untraditional. Like no one said when they were in second grade, I'm going to grow up and be a social media social media influencers. Do you know? Yeah, right. But it's, it's, yeah. it, it, are it, you talking about me, Amber? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Brenda, how did you know? <laughs> exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. We don't like the things that exist now didn't even exist when we were younger and the careers even our kids are going to have uh, so many of them don't exist now. So, uh, so, but what does still stay the same is that internal, like your, your internal GPS and noticing like what feels right for you. And I know with my kids who are, my son is, you know, navigating the whole figuring out university for next year and, and applying to schools and my daughter's in university. And, and that's a message that I give my kids too, is just, you know, keep, keep noticing what is it that, you enjoy what what gives you that spark what makes you come alive what these same messages that we want to give women that are listening as well but just noticing like what is it for you and and maybe the dog apparel business that you were in those years ago maybe yeah back then it obviously it was something that excited you enough at the time but we evolve and we grow and and i really think that's so important to honor who you are now and i i want to go back to to what you were saying about women may be not feeling worthy of so honoring ourselves. And I think, I think you've hit on something there too, Amber, that so many of us feel like, you know, who am I to, you know, honor myself even? Who am I to put myself first? Because I've got all these other people that are, are, you know, I've got kids or, or elderly parents or um, my partner or different people that are relying on me. And who am I to put myself um on the list or, or honor my needs. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what do you think, I guess, what gets in the way of us feeling worthy? And then if we feel like maybe we're not worthy or deserving, what can we do to to shift ourselves so that we do feel like we we are worthy and deserving of honoring ourselves? Yeah, yeah. So 
<sighs> well, so first, what gets in the way of us feeling worthy? We have been fooled <laughs> into thinking that honoring ourselves is selfish. And I think um, as women, it it feels it feels selfish to put ourselves first. You know, there's always the put your oxygen mask on first and then put on the others. And we can hear that and say it and like laugh at that, but it it is so true. And because the voices around us can be louder than the ones in our head, I think that sometimes we end up listening to those voices. I, I've noticed that it's not until our body screams out, hey, stop, or something happens dramatically that makes our voice louder that we listen to ourselves that we can we can, it, it goes back to our values. If we're placing values on the way that we show up and support other people, and there's more of a value in that than showing up and supporting ourselves, then that's our own internal voice that's saying, you know, it's more important to help that person than it is for you to help yourself. Um, our worthiness also comes from the voices uh, or the, the memories that we have from our childhood. If we think about the way that our identities are formed, as we were children, there were things that we loved to do. And maybe let's just give an example. Maybe we love to laugh. And so we can mm -hmm. be sitting in the corner playing with our dolls and we're laughing. And then our parents tell us, you're laughing too loud. Calm down over there. And so then we get that message to ourselves. Oh, wait a minute. I can't laugh so loud because my happiness, my laughter is going to get in the way of someone else's ex experience that it's too loud for them. And uh, or maybe we love to to talk and engage with people and someone tells us you talk too much. So then we're told, hey, that gives us a little message that little girl in us hears. I really love talking, but I'm talking too much. And so we're taught in ways to dim ourselves, to dim our lights, to calm ourselves down in order to appease others, especially as young women. Right. And so. Mm -hmm we carry that. I believe that we truly carry that with us into our adulthood and it can put some shame around really fully embracing what makes us happy. And mm -hmm. it's not until we recognize that and do the work to take the shame, uh, to process what that was for us and take the shame away that we can really fully tell ourselves and give ourselves the message that it is okay to laugh. It is okay to talk. It is okay to do the things that make you happy. It is okay to honor yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you know, whether conscious or not of these things, if we really look back to ourselves as children, that that childlike um, innocence and that childlike self is really who we get back to. That person of what did I really love to do before I was told that it was too much for someone else? Mm -hmm. um, and so what do we do? What do we do? I think was your second question. If we mm -hmm. recognize that we're not, um, that we're dealing with some worthiness issues in therapy, <laughs> writing, mm -hmm. reflection, recognizing mm -hmm. where that came up. And then, you know, not, um, you know, you may realize that, whoa, my mother or my, my cousin or my dad or my aunt or someone, they did tell me that and recognizing that they could only do be the best that they were with what they knew and forgiving them. So not, I'm not telling anyone to go be mad at someone who said something to you when you were a kid, you know, you mm -hmm. may not have understood why they needed you to be quiet at that time. Your joy and your laughter may have disrupted the pain that they were in. And it was hard for them to hear you laughing when they were going through things. We're all human people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but 
uh, going back and, and just becoming more aware of what you value, what makes you happy, what brings you joy, and being intentional about incorporating that in your life. These little moments of positive resonance of, in, of being intentional about, um, about, about setting your life up that you can experience these things that you enjoy. And that carries on into other spaces into your life and in positive psychology terms can really up your set point. We all have our mm-hmm. set point of like our, our happiness levels of how, how fulfilled, how happy, how satisfied we are. And that can't be raised long-term unless we're intentionally making it a habit that this is something that we're doing on a regular basis. And so even for myself, um, there's once a month, I try to go and do work at the spa. Uh, I take, I do, I do a goddess practice with a group of women every two weeks where we study the Shakti goddesses. I take my goddess Mm -hmm. baths. I make sure I go out with my girlfriends, uh, and, and leave the kids and the husbands at home. Um, I'll husbands, get husbands. husbands. Mm-hmm. How many husbands, husbands do you have? <laughs> well, they're uh, the the, uh, the group's husbands. <laughs> oh, the group's okay. Just oh, that's a whole other conversation. Though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but doing these things, just um, intentionally building in things that that bring me joy for me yeah. and not for everyone else, um, are are ways that I am sure to practice my um my honoring myself and my worthiness Mm -hmm. that I encourage others to as well. Mm. And I think, you know, as women, we hear this, right. Care for yourself you know, do these things that make you happy, do these things that bring you joy. And I think the way you're framing it as this is how you honor yourself. This is how you tell yourself you're worthy. You're deserving of, you know, doing these things for yourself. And so what I love about that is it helps to frame it up. So it's like, you know, it seems so frivolous, right? I'm going out with friends and yeah, we're leaving the husbands and the kids at home. And yet this is what we're talking about. That is a stepping stone uh, to honoring yourself and doing those things, putting yourself on your own schedule and calendar and, and, and the things, yeah, what is it that makes you happy making sure that you're you're putting that in. I, I love that. And I also love this whole concept around, you know, thinking about, you know, what is it that makes you you? And maybe those are the things or the things you loved or brought you happiness. And maybe those were things you were shamed for or, you know, told not to do. And I laugh um, when you talk about, you know, the, well, one, I get told I laugh too loud. Um, and the other thing I've been told, and I talk too much. And, and so in school, I remember in grade nine, having to write, I don't know, how, remember he used to have to write lines? Was that a thing? You're, I'm older yes. than you. You have to write, no, write lines. I had to do that too. Yes. yes. Over so, and over again. Yeah. yeah. I must not talk in class. You know how many times I had to write that? <laughs> Probably 300. <laughs> yeah, at least it didn't work. <laughs> but but yeah, look at I, how you're honoring yourself talking to women as a part of what you do in your podcast because you like talking. So tell that teacher, look at me now. <laughs> exactly. You can make a living from talking. <laughs> it was uh, especially geography classes where I'd get in trouble. So I may not be able to like point at where all the places are on a map. <laughs> But I can talk. <laughs> but you can talk about when you traveled there, you enjoyed yes. it. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
Um, but right. And, and as women, it's like, or we're told, you know, you're too much. Right. And so we, we pull back, we shrink ourselves and we, we don't honor who we are. So, yeah. So, um, okay. So if I'm thinking about the things you're talking, so we've touched on giving yourself permission to change your boundaries. If you need to let them evolve, let others know, um, or sort of change your values, what they are. And then also setting boundaries, um, talking about, yeah, honoring what makes you happy. Um, and, you know, whether, whatever that is. And also um, what you love to do as a child and thinking back to that and then finding ways to um, put those things in your life that bring you joy and happiness and that help you remind yourself that you're worthy. Did I catch all those? Did I? Yes. Yes. Um, Allowing yourself to pivot at work if Mm -hmm. if you need to. Um, Recognizing what relationships serve you and which don't go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated and say, no, that would be it with a bow on it right there. Mm, <laughs> yes. And the go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. I remember when we learned that in positive psychology and that was huge for me. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So notice like, where do you feel that sense of belonging and yeah, where are you celebrated? And rather than, you know, hitting your head against the wall, trying to fit in where it's, you know, where you don't feel like you can fully be yourself. Yeah. It would feel so much better to stand out and be yourself than to fit in and be someone else. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. And Mm. even as adults, we, we, we need to remember that we can tell our Mm. kids that, but we need to remember that as well. Yes. Yes. So Amber, and you know, just thinking of honoring yourself, I have to like, Amber and I have this little joke and I have to like, when she was coaching me, because I was thinking about it. And I think I really need to hear this conversation today too, because, you know, it's, it's doing all the over efforting, right. And so much work and not taking time to honor ourselves. And I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Like I get, you know, with my own business, I get so busy and then I, you know, I'm a mom and I, I love to do things for my family and my friends. And, and, you know, I often put myself not up there on the list. So that's a good reminder. But yeah, I remember um and talking about like time and all the things. And so when Amber was coaching me, um, she would say, okay, Brenda, so what if you got, you know, what do you want to talk about or what's going on? And I would remember I would say, oh, I'm doing this and this and I'm starting this program and that program and I'm doing this other thing. And this was in January. And you're like, is that like you're gonna do all those things in January, Brenda? And I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you you think of you every January, Brenda. I do. I'm like, is she still January? And then February, I'm like, is she still Januaryying? It's March. Yes. Is she still Januaryying? It's April. Yes. Is she still Januaryying? Right. So that's our that's January is now a verb for Amber and I. Are you Jan- Wait, that's our little code word for if you're Januaryying, you are doing too much, and you are probably not honoring. I'm probably not honoring myself, right? I think that's just you know thinking like. It's great to take things on and think, oh, I'm going to do this and this and that and have goals. But, um, you know, realizing that doing all of that, you know, I do put myself on the back burner when I'm doing too much Januarying. <laughs> so uh, it's a good reminder, right, that we need to be um, realistic and realize, too, that, you know, we have these other parts of our lives and we have our health and our wellness and our sleep and our relationships and our fun and our joy that that need to go into our lives as well. We do. And we have to, it's balance is sometimes hard to uh, achieve, but counterbalance is what I aim for these days in order to get 
uh, extraordinary results. We have to put in an extraordinary amount of work oftentimes. But what that looks like is going hard and putting extraordinary amount of work in and then giving ourselves time to take a vacation or to take a, a homecation, a staycation, to just take it easy for a week or so and just not um, not going so hard consistently that we're burning out, building in that time where we can really relax and take it easy or take it a bit slower before we rev up and we jump in again, full steam. So that usually I pay attention to my cycles and I notice that I January also, you know, my January is, is usually aggressive. And then you get February, that's that shorter month. And so a lot of times in February, we don't accomplish as much as we wanted to, because it was just a little bit shorter, and it goes by so quickly. So then we get to March, and we're trying to finish everything out for the quarter, and we can be tired. So in March, I always look at March as like, okay, even though I am an adult, I still need a spring break. <laughs> so I'm intentional about incorporating some type of a break into March to let myself rest. So I encourage those who are listening to look at what your cycles are. You probably will find that you get tired around the same times of year. You get excited and motivated around the same times of year. And when we can know what our cycles are, we can be aware of them and we can build in things to help us keep going and to sustain as we go. Um, and that's truly honoring ourselves. Right. Not saying that in order to you want to be successful, but honor yourself. So just lay on the couch and eat bonbons. I am not <laughs> at all telling you that I don't lay on anyone's couch and eat bonbons. I work, but I make sure that I incorporate those times to rest and to replenish so that I can sustain and keep it going without getting sick like I like I recently mm -hmm. did. I guess I should have incorporated that a little bit earlier this year. Um, but to be quite honest, I, I was actually on a vacation with friends who wanted to do too much. And I was like, <laughs> okay, it's my birthday. Let's go. And I should have just been resting on the beach because that's oh. what my body needed. Um, so I came home and had to get a little more rest and created that space. And so now I'll feel better to get back and do what it is that I need to do. So, and when you, when you make a mistake, when you don't honor yourself, it's okay. Dust yourself off and remember and take it as a lesson and try again next time. Yes, so good. Thank you. And Amber, um, I, you may have already mentioned it, but I do always ask everyone, uh, what's one thing that you most recommend that women or those who identify as women can do to flourish in their lives? Oh, my God, I think I, I, I what, what we just said, right? Yeah, that, I think um, so. Acknowledging, like I like I just said, like acknowledging your needs mm -hmm. and not comparing them to someone else's needs. Just because mm. someone else can do something or doesn't need as much rest or sleep or whatever that looks like, does not mean mean that that is what's best for you. So, to best honor yourself is to be self aware of what your needs are and to put the boundaries up to make sure that your needs are met, um, no matter what. Mm, thank you. So, I encourage everyone to take Amber's advice and to, yeah, think about what is it that you need to do to honor yourself. So Amber, um, people are going to want to get in touch with you and stay connected with you. And so how can they best do that? Yes. Yes. So um, my website is quartzwellness.com. Uh, I'm sorry, quartzwellnesscollective.com. Maybe I should pause on that. And I'll put that in the show notes. So courtswellnesscollective.com. Yes. Thank you. And also the well zone. I mentioned, uh, we mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, 
I have created a space where I, we make personal uh, personal development for professional success, make it easy, make it uh, fun, make it interactive and engaging with other folks. So um, you could check out qwcwellzone.com and also uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Quartz Wellness uh, or myself at The Flow Coach. And I have a little giveaway, Brenda. I have, Ooh. I'm going to share a link that we'll put in the show notes uh, for okay. a Honor Thyself workbook. Uh, and if it's something that you enjoy, I encourage you to check it out. It's got a lot of exercises that you can do on your own and a little bit of information just to go deeper into the things that we were talking about, help you to examine what your values are, uh, what your needs are, and how you actually can take steps to honor yourself and uh, and to set your boundaries and to practice your self-care and to show up genuinely fully expressed as yourselves. Beautiful. So we will put that in the show notes, a way for you to get um, a link for you to get the Honor Thyself workbook. What a beautiful gift for our, our audience. Thank you so much, Amber. That's that's the perfect um, add-on for them today that they can use after listening to this episode. So thank you for that. Thanks for listening to the She Flourishes podcast. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would benefit from it. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.